Merry Christmas. It is a good night tonight as we celebrate the birth of Jesus. We are glad that you are all here as part of the family. Tonight, as we think about the story of Christmas, can you guys tell me who are the characters? Just shout out some characters. So I heard Mary, Joseph, all good. I'm glad you got Jesus. I heard angels, I heard shepherds, you got the magi, a little bit later, donkeys, are we missing any possible characters? Innkeeper. So if we were going to, if I picked some random people, you're all like fearful right now. And said, I'm going to make you a shepherd. And I'm going to make you Mary. And I'm going to make you, and I told you to then come up and reenact the story. Think of those characters that you heard. Who would you want to be? So my daughter would like to be Jesus. Ron gender, but we can make it work. Yes? You're a little old too, Aaliyah. What else? Who else? What would you want to be if you thought about it? What character would you like to be? Any shepherds out there? We got like two. How about Joseph? I know when I always wanted to be Joseph. Got a couple Joseph. You guys are not participating, I don't think. What about Mary? Any Marys out there? Oh, now we got some Marys. What about the wise men? Oh, wise men or king? They kind of come later, though. What about one of the animals? So I am speaking back there where I haven't seen anyone actually. So David Lefebvre, I think I will make you... No, I'm just kidding. The characters, who would you want to be? Remember, this is Luke who's recording this story. Luke didn't just write stories that weren't real. Luke was a historian. In fact, throughout the antiquity, they would say Luke was the best historian. That when they would match, is there things that archaeologically match up with what Luke wrote, there are many things that connect to his writings. If you remember, Luke wrote the Gospel of Luke, but he also wrote Acts, the history of the first church, as it all came together. There were witnesses upon witnesses that recorded that what he wrote was true. I ran across a news story recently that more and more Christians think what tonight is, is a retelling of a fantasizing story, something that isn't real. That we get together and we celebrate. There was a movement a few years ago, and it kind of goes on still, that we shouldn't say happy holidays, we should say Merry Christmas. 
what they've realized is that more and more people say Merry Christmas, but even though they say Christmas, Christ isn't really in their Christmas. It's just empty words. But when Luke was telling this story, he wrote down these specific characters because they all had a part to play. And you have a part to play too. When we look at the characters, or when I thought about it, I went through all of them, and I actually centered in on one that really isn't a character. We make him a character, and if you think about how many times we retell the Christmas story, I wonder how many of us get it wrong. Because the character I thought about was the innkeeper, and guess what? There really isn't an innkeeper when you look at Scripture. They went and saw that there was no room in the inn. However, guess what? The word inn might not be so correct. It doesn't, did I just blow it for you guys? Yep. <laughs> so that word kind of is more like, could be a house. So inn doesn't have to be totally incorrect. So if you guys really want to hold on to that word inn, go ahead. It could mean a room of many, home, many little cubicle kind of rooms, right? In fact, they have another reference of that in Scripture as well. It could be that, but we are talking about Bethlehem, which was a small village. So if you just want to go logical here, and you know some, some of you who know me, I get real logical sometimes. It's probably unlikely since I grew up in what would be considered a metropolis com compared to Bethlehem which is Ainsworth, Nebraska, and we had a big whopping 2,000 people. We had three inns. Now when I go back home, there's one. I'm guessing that Bethlehem, that was under maybe 200 people, probably didn't have that much of a use for a lot of inns. What they think the word may mean, which, man, when you think about this innkeeper, if it wasn't in, he's kind of a schmuck, right? Right? I mean, I want you to think about Joseph and Mary coming in. She's obviously really pregnant. And he goes, sorry, no room for you. Go find some other place. If it's more like a house, which is probably more accurate, because remember, Joseph's family lived in Bethlehem. His ancestral line was there. So he probably went to one of his relatives' homes. Because what they would say this word is, is really another room. And so if you can think about those times, they would come up and Mary and Joseph went to this relative. The story doesn't get too much better here. They go to this relative the bottom floor would be where the animals are kept. The top floor would be where the family would stay. So Joseph and Mary show up to the family. They knock on the door. Can we stay with you? And they say, we don't have room for you up here, but you can stay down there. Sounds kind of like a schmuck again, right? 
only this time it's your family. Now, there'd be reason for that. Because remember, Mary, if you were her family, what do we do sometimes when there's stuff that happens like that? They get shunned. So they may not have wanted Mary and Joseph in their house. Which leads back to all you, the two of you, who want to be Joseph. Maybe you wouldn't want to be Joseph. And those of you, the bunch of you that want to be Mary, let's really think about that. What a way to start out at 13. The big difference in all of this is that Jesus was there. And when I thought about the innkeeper, whether it was an inn or it was a family member, how many times does God come knocking at my door and I either say, sorry, I don't have a place for you, or you can sleep downstairs? How many times when he comes knocking on my door Am I too busy to answer it? We live in a society today that we have so many things going on that sometimes we can't even pause enough to recognize that the Son of God is at our door. Now, maybe you're not there, but when I reflected on the story, I said, well, that looks like I would love to be one of the other characters, but I think I'm more like the innkeeper, who isn't even a character at all, really. We don't know, but that's probably more what I am. Someone that when God comes knocking, I'm going, oh, we got a lot of people staying here. I don't think we have room for you. Or, oh, you're kind of an embarrassment. So maybe you can stay somewhere else. But that didn't stop Jesus from coming. We can't stop Jesus from coming. We can't. We can shun people. We can be mean. We can be schmucks. But Jesus still comes. He still looks at each and every one of us and says, you have eternal worth for me. I'll be born with animals. I'll be the rejected family member. But I'm still going to come for you. Because I love you. I will be made flesh. Your flesh. I'll be made flesh of schmucks. So that you can be saved. When I think about God knocking at the door, my hope is that this next year I'll answer it a few more times. My prayer for us as a family is that we won't get stuck being schmucks, but we'll step into the invitation that God gives us as a family when he calls us and invites us to gather together, that we'll gather together under his name 
and give glory to Him. We won't think of all the other reasons why we can't, or why it's too hard, or why we're too busy. But we'll open the door, because God is knocking. When we see someone that we want to serve, we won't think of all the reasons why we shouldn't or we can't, but we'll hear the knock and the invitation of Jesus. And we won't be the schmuck, right? Do you want to be a schmuck? Not on Christmas Eve, right? Are you guys all feeling like schmucks? All right, I'm the only schmuck in the room. But on Christmas Eve, my prayer is that we will not be like the innkeeper, but we'll maybe be more like the shepherds. So for those of you who want to be a shepherd, I kind of want to be a shepherd next year. I want to hear the invitation from God. And instead of shutting the door, I want to open the door. And instead of... Walking slowly, I want to, if you remember the scripture, rush to see what the angel had told. I want to rush to Jesus. I want to be everywhere he goes. Step in his footprints. Walk alongside of him. Be pulled by him if necessary. But I don't want to shut the door. And my prayer for us as a family that we would not shut the door either. That we would look for him. That we would see that even when we reject him, he is here. Even when you're a schmuck, he stands beside you. And he looks favorably on you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have given us the story of Christmas a historical account of how you became flesh, how you entered our world so that we could be saved, that you were the perfect sacrifice, that you would give your life so that we could begin our eternal life when we believe in you. Lord, I thank you that you are here with us right now, that you sent your spirit to be in us and among us. And Lord, for all of us who at times are weak in our faith or we question if we even have faith, that you would whisper in our ear and say, I am here. I am here for you. My dear son or my dear daughter, I love you. Now come near to me. In your name we pray. Amen.